You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome to episode number 212 for February 24th, 2013. This is the Taking With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And uh, we're going to have a great episode today. Stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome. <laughs> okay. What? I just was not expecting that, is all. What were you expecting? You never know with you, dear. You never know. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, are we going to talk about what's happened around our house this week? What well, we first doing? of all, we say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Oh, how many different accents are you going to say? Hello, everybody. <laughs> I just am channeling Nicki Minaj. Oh, she's. Very unique. You're not talking loud enough. She is very unique. And I, I'm i not a fan of that style of music, but um, <laughs> we, <laughs> my daughter and I like watching American Idol and see the youngins try the out The youngins? All the different, you know, the different uh. styles of music. They have a really awesome gospel singer that auditioned this last week. Uh-huh. He was really great. Uh-huh. Even though, actually... Gospel style of music isn't one of my favorite style of music either. So I'm not trying to be mean to like rappers because, I mean, there's a lot of styles of music that aren't my favorite. What yet, are you talking about? Because nobody knows. Okay, we were talking about American Idol. Oh, we were. Well, you mentioned all Nicki I said Minaj. was I was doing I was channeling Nicki Minaj. She she's a very unique young lady. That's to say the least. Yes. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and she likes a lot of the very unique um, performers, too. Yeah, sure. You know, one thing I get a kick out of is (laughs) the judges, how there'll be different styles of music. Some some people will sing country. Some people will sing kind of old-fashioned big band ballads and different things. And yet, it seems like all of them do a pretty good job of... How do I say it? I don't know. Being appreciative of the different styles and talent. and I mean they're open-minded? Yeah, you know, and I didn't get that the first few seasons when um, there was a certain British judge. He seemed pretty... Simon Cowell? He seemed pretty close-minded to um, gospel music and country music and rock music he kind of just wanted a pop star at least that's kind of the feeling i got it seems like now it's a lot more open to um letting people of all different styles and genres participate okay yeah okay well you brought up Nicki minaj and that's where it went sorry it's okay yeah all right we'll be back in a moment to tell you what's going on around our house for the last week, stick around. 
So it's been a crazy week yet once again at the Moyer household. Mm-hmm. Well, at least maybe not completely at our house, but uh, going on with all of us. Okay. So how has your week been crazy? Uh, I've just been busy like till really late at night every night working on stuff. Lots of business, and that's good. We we mm-hmm. like business. It is nice to have steady business. It is. I have the mic close to my mouth. Maybe you should just turn yours up a little bit more. You're on number two there. Yeah, I am you turned up that. fairly far. Yeah, I know, but you just don't talk loud enough ever. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, that is. Now you don't have to talk as close. Okay. So you can see right there. See, we're using our new system to record with, and she can look right at and it. And you're, you're figuring it out quite a bit more, aren't you? Yeah, I learned a bunch of stuff um, in the last couple of weeks that has helped me tremendously and it it's sad sometimes that these things are so complicated because often there is an easier way of doing things but there's i don't know there's so it's much. a process to learn it's overwhelming all. is what it is but you're doing pretty well you're yeah. you're grasping the new system i'm getting it what you're not supposed yeah. to be yawning mr night owl it's late at night and i have to preach in the morning so oh hello jade our doggy mm-hmm. came to say hi she's feeling better by the way mm-hmm. you know um thanks everybody who has said kind things about our dog mm-hmm. we had a um comment from one of our listeners who listened to last week's podcast when we talked about catfishing and um we had watched about six or eight episodes of the tv show mm-hmm. But we hadn't watched the movie yet. That's true. And he made some comments that maybe you could share a kind of a synopsis of. And then um, also I wanted to say I finally figured out from the movie why they called it Catfish. All right. Share it with us, please. <laughs> well, the the main guy. Nev. Nev, who hosts the show Catfish on MTV. He had a personal experience with this phenomenon. Phenomenon? Phenomenon. Phenomena. 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 Okay. Phenomena. He had a personal experience dealing with this thing called catfishing. Or catfish. And it's Cat, it's catfish. really interesting because they got the the name for that based on the husband of a lady who pretended to be a nineteen year old, but she was really in her forties. And she made up like fifteen fake profiles on Facebook and and kind of kind of well she she kind what, of what's your point she fell in love with Nev. how could say why do they call it catfish so she got the name or he got the name from her husband who talked about i don't know why this seems so random to me but he talked about how they used to take codfish from the united states and take them to china but they found out that the long journey made the fish um, 
soft and squishy and tasteless. But if they put a few catfish in with them, the catfish were active and would, would um, swim around the cod. <laughs> and it would keep the cod active and so they didn't get squishy and tasteless. And he was saying that there are people in our lives that are like catfish that we're never sure what they're going to do or how they're going to behave, and it keeps us alert. So that's where the name catfish came from. The, alluding to that there are people on Facebook or, or in our lives that do unpredictable things and so we needed to stay alert <laughs> because we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> People aren't always what they seem to be. Mm. So that was where the name came from because we're kind of wondering why the mm -hmm. name Catfish. Catfish it is. So, uh, but you had a comment from a listener. I did? Yes, and you told me <sighs> that someone had said, hey, they watched the movie Catfish, and the response that Nev had when they found out... Well, this is Troy. Troy's the guy that recommended us watching it. Okay. That so I don't know where that comment is. You, you I, didn't tell me you were going to do this. I remember. I said we need to talk about this just a little bit. Um, that this isn't what happened at our house this week, but hey, <laughs> we're, here we are. Well, that, for some reason. that the... The main man on there, the host of the, the main show, man. he he was duped by this lady. And when his brother and friend found out that he had been lied to and deceived, they were like, okay, this is crazy. Let's just get out of here. And he was like, no, let's just, let's talk and find out what's going on. And... He ended up being um, very compassionate and caring, not in an affectionate way, but in just like a caring for another human being kind of way. Am I making sense? And realized that perhaps this lady um, had some issues and that he acted very Christ-like, is what Troy was saying, that he felt like he acted in a very compassionate way and saw her troubled heart and wasn't, you know, mean to her about it. And then, um, you know, eventually she closed down all of her fake profiles and um, put up her real profile and they ended up becoming friends for who she was instead of all the fake stuff. I mean, nothing more than friends. She was married after all. But anyway, it was it was really an odd thing. But Troy had mentioned how he saw that that could be a good example of, you know, a compassionate person. He thought that would be something that Christ would do. That even though people are caught doing something wrong, he would try to understand them and try to help them. So, you're looking and looking and... There it is. Okay. Okay. So I said the movie is is what really got me because it was a true examination 
of what it means to be a Christian, to love your neighbor, to turn the other cheek, to forgive. Just fascinating the roller coaster of emotions the movie takes you on. And then it says the best scene was uh, the three guys in the car after they found out all three representing different emotions of humanity on how to deal with the situation. Fascinating. Nev is one cool character about it for sure. As a Christian can honestly, um, as a Christian, he can, or we can, can we honestly forgive and forget? So that was Troy's comment on it. Well, and, and at the very end, thank you, Troy, by the way. Yeah. At the very end of the catfish movie though, you could see that he was still affected by it, even though he forgave her and tried to understand. I I think when he went on to do the show for MTV, because of the hurt that he had gone through... He was he, much more compassionate. He had it was a lot compassion. more sensational. Yeah. We also wanted to thank our friend Dave from uh, for... He did a doodle, but it really looks like he's a cartoonist. <laughs> And there. he did a, a fun uh, picture about our podcast. I like the little bird. He drew it. He There's a little a... Twitter bird, and mm-hmm. he's looking at a bull in the field, and he says, hey, what happened to you? And then the bull says, Amy Moyer's Jedi mind trick. And his, <laughs> the bull's eyes have, like, like swirls in them, like she, he's been hit by Tom. <laughs> that was yeah. about you and the, the cows. Yeah. That was funny. So thanks, Dave. Anytime you want to do doodles, you go right ahead. Yes. Because you're cool. I hope that was okay that we posted it on our Facebook. I asked him before I did it. Good. Because that was really fun. (laughs) It made my day. (laughs) Thank you. So what's been going on at our house? You're preaching tomorrow at the Baptist Church. Yeah. So everybody will hear that next week. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I just worked really hard on a bunch of, uh, a big couple of projects that I've been Working on, got the the video project done for the tourism council. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least one of them. I have four other videos to do for them, and then I also well, I mean, I'm doing the music and the voiceover and writing it. Um, my friend, the editor, is doing the editing part. His name is Marion. He's cool. Mm-hmm. That's for you the know what's so cool project. about Marion. What he was the principal, I think, director of photography. For the food, uh, the Food Network's um, Good um, Eats, Good Eats with Alton Brown. He's friends with Alton and worked for Alton for all the years it was on, and yeah. so he's worked with him. and And I think he even did Feasting on Asphalt with him as well, mm. which is really cool. Except, and so yeah, yeah, he's done all sorts of different cool things with. Alton I know we've and, enjoyed those shows, and the way I know Marion is he. Um, is the the actual owner, mm-hmm. him and Dana, of Bob the Cat, whose voice I do for PetZet.com. That's Pet-Zet.com. I do, hey, everybody, I'm Bob the Cat. And you introduce different feline and, and canine videos. Uh-huh. You go over there and you look for Bob the Cat, and I'm his voice. Mm-hmm. But Bob is an actual cat, mm-hmm. and he lives... With, with Marion and Dana, and he eats no, shrimp. No, yeah. Did we talk about that before? I don't know, but he he's has, a very spoiled. He's a cat. very spoiled cat. Very spoiled kitty cat. But he's cute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's how I know them. I did uh, the voice of Bob the cat, and Marion actually edited all those videos together, 
And when he had this other project, he got a hold of me and we were working together on it. And it's a lot of fun. And when it's finally out, I will let everybody know so they can go watch the video. Yeah. It makes me want to go vi on vacation there, though. I know. Everybody's going to love it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been working on. And I've got a couple of other things, irons in the fire. And let's hope everything comes out cool. Mm -hmm. And then I've got some more stuff on the way. So okay, so cool. I'm busy and business is good right now. So that's good. We went, um, we did go and um, to our accountant. Yes. And that's our dog barking to say hello. Mm -hmm. Jado. We went to our accountant and we um, had to do our taxes and everything for the business and stuff. And we were grateful that we didn't have to pay extra this year. So mm -hmm. that's a very good thing. Okay. So what happened with you? This week, my dear. Oh, kind of the same old. We had um, work and some storms that blew through. And we actually had windstorms, yes. Yeah. So just That's all of... you're going to say? Oh, well, we had a fun fundraiser for my daughter. We didn't have a huge amount of people come. There's about 12, I That's think. That's right. Catherine is going to Africa so in August. We, we had a, a game night. On at, a mission trip. At church and... And had some snacks and um They can you, find out more at helpmegettoafrica.com. Mm -hmm. You don't you donated one of your um, photography art pieces and made someone very happy when they won that tonight. I'm glad. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they were happy. Yes. So That's I what I did it, it for. I think it was good. It um probably only got them a couple hundred dollars towards their trip, but we'll probably plan a couple other Several other fundraisers. Maybe By the way, some car we wanted to say thank something. There's been some of our listeners here on the podcast that have actually given towards Catherine's mission trip. And we think that's really cool of you. So mm -hmm. thank you very much for doing that. It hasn't been a huge amount, but it's been really it's been really cool. Yeah. And it's we just nice makes to, us feel really good that you are so kind to our yeah, family. So it's nice thank to you. feel supported and loved and that you want Catherine to um have be a able cool to experience. Do that. It's a great experience that she's mm -hmm. gonna have. So Senegal, Africa this August. Help me get to Africa.com. Mm -hmm. You can find out all about it and what she's gonna be doing. Yes. Anything else happened this week for you? You went and saw a movie. I did, I did. I mean it's not a a kid's movie. We, I went with Catherine and one of her friends to um one that it's a very beautiful movie. It's a little intense. I wouldn't recommend it for for young people. But they played it intense. No, it's a little intense. Okay. Yeah, it you know it deals with some mature themes like. Um, uh huh. You're gonna name them. Abuse. Okay. And alcoholism and different things, but um, but it was set in an area that. Your friend Marco lives in, mm -hmm. and he said, "Hi, oh, Marco." He said, "Oh, Amy would like to go see this, and it was very beautiful. It made me want to be go there, live at Marco's house. They're in a canoe, canoeing along these—I don't know what they're called—waterways, <laughs> waterways of some kind. They're not in the bayou. Well, it, it kind of—I don't know. There were different rivers or something. What was the name <laughs> of the? You never did say what the name of the movie. Oh, was. it was." called um <laughs> you don't even know well no i do it just you read the just, book yeah it's called safe harbor safe harbor yeah okay. and it's All a right. nicholas sparks film 
My daughter was really surprised because I had read the book. She had started reading the book but hadn't finished the book yet. And she was a little shocked by the ending, which I don't want to give it away in case people want to go see it. Is um, it recommended by you? Hmm. Because I had read the book, I wanted to see it. Um, it's has a little bit more violence than... Would I like it? Maybe. It, it has some different things in it than your normal chick flick. It does have some violence. It has some unexpected turns to it. Um, All right. That's a little good bit enough. Sixth Sense-ish. Sixth Sense-ish? I can't even say that. Well, you know the movie Sixth I, yeah, Sense? I know exactly what you How saying. you had an unexpected ending? Right. There's a little bit of that in it. Got it. A little unexpected ending. And so my daughter was like, what? Yeah. And her friend was, what? And right. I'd read the book, so I wasn't surprised. And, but and our dog it went, was a little what? bit. It was a little bit different what? than the book. What? Our dog. It was a little bit different than the book, but it was similar. Safe Harbor. Safe Harbor, Recommended yeah. highly for my wife. Uh, I don't know about highly. <laughs> but it. Uh, the scenery was really good. And if you like, if you've read the book, you might want to go see the movie. All right. Is it a horror film or action film or a science fiction film? What is it? Um, Suspense thriller? A little bit of that and a little bit of a chick flick. Kind of a combination of a suspense thriller and... A suspense thriller chick flick. Yeah. Okay. That's unique. Yeah. All right. With a lot of beautiful scenery. So I like that part. That's cool. Yeah. Anything else happen for you, my dear? Hmm. Why are you looking at me like You're that? You're making noise with your thumb. Sorry. Well, I had an exciting week as well in in the podcast land. Oh, what happened in podcast land? For I you? got uh, to be a guest host mm -hmm. on a certain podcast yeah. called the Trekmate Podcast with my buddy Wayne. Mm -hmm. And he had all these other co-hosts with him, which were lots of fun. So I got to meet some new people. And I also got to be, um, I got to talk about how how I love Star Trek and why. Mm -hmm. And I got to talk about some of my favorite things about it. And it was a lot of fun. So if everybody wants to tune in, they're on Stitcher Radio. You can get a hold of them. And you can also watch or watch them. You can get them on iTunes as well. And it's called the Trekmate Podcast. They can down that, download that and hear me talking away, I, I blabbering think, on. I think I overheard you um, using my name in vain. I don't ever use your name in vain. <laughs> no, I overheard you. Vampires do all the time, though. I think I heard you talking about, um, about like our first fight in our vampires our first fight Vain. as a married couple on our honeymoon oh yeah they asked they asked how has it affected your spouse <laughs> your love of star trek and so i told them the story about how i watched star trek on our honeymoon and you got mad at me i yeah and then all these years later now you can quote you know exactly what episode it is when i started yeah do i usually turn it on myself though if i'm by myself. I have no idea if you watch Star Trek by yourself. 
I don't. Except for oh. I have to admit, I oh. have watched the newer movie. Oh, oh, that's nice to know because of Chris Pine. <laughs> A couple that's times. why you've watched the movie without me. Um, the only reason why I think that's not very good I have, to confess. I have watched the newer movie without you a couple times. Little parts of it, if it was on TV, is that it is a newer movie, and I haven't seen it twenty times. Well, you've I seen the other movies like more than it. twenty times. We've been I married just, for how many years? Twenty-seven years coming up. It, it's just so, nice. Yeah, you've seen it a few not times. Not to see, like. Klingon magenta blood floating around and that's Star Trek six and bugs going in the ears. That's Star Trek two. And Kirk saying, "I've had enough of you." That's Star Trek three. Um, weird alien or weird guy's head pretending he's God and the Star Trek five. Um, the awful, the worst ever is the overdone special effects with the bald lady. And that would be Star Trek the motion picture number one. Viger. The only one I can somewhat tolerate <laughs> is What is about the, you haven't said anything about the generation ones? No, I'm not there yet. Oh. Um the original series, the only one I can kind of tolerate is the Save the Whales one. That would be Star Trek Four. Yeah. Did I cover all of them? There'll be whales, Captain. Yeah, you did. Transparent aluminum. How quaint. Okay. The worst oh, no, Use the keyboard. The worst Star Trek Next Generation. Not now, Madeline. The worst one. Okay. Next Generation is the one that I've never watched all the way through because I always fall asleep on it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the one with the Romulus and the Remus or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's the two, the, the dark side and the light side of Romulus or something. Okay. And it's they, Nemesis, by the Nemesis, way. Nemesis, and they have a clone of Picard who doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> and it's just like the the only thing good in that movie isn't that when Riker and Commander Troy get married. Get married, Counselor yeah. Troy. And Data sings what song at their wedding? Is it? Is it Blue Moon? Blue Moon. I can't no, remember. It's... <laughs> Blue skies, blue sky. smiling blue. on me. It was blue. Nothing but blue skies. Do I see? I got blue. Never met this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was it. the the other next generation one that I remember. Two of them. The other two aren't that bad. The one <laughs> with the um, hummingbird. That would be fluttering. Insurrection, Insurrection, which is one of my favorite movies of Star Trek, but not many people like it. And the one with the Borg and the ballroom dancing. It was simulate this. That one was pretty decent. That was the best one of all. And that was with Efren Cochran. Efren Cochran? (laughs) Whatever his name is. (laughs) What's what's the guy's name? Zephram Cochran, not Efren Cochran. (laughs) Dang. I guess I mixed him up with Efren Zimbalist Jr. <laughs> oh my god! So okay, and that's called first contact, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> don't don't you people pee in the 24th century? <laughs> what? Oh, what does that have to do with shooby dooby? <laughs> Remember the bar? No. We, we don't have time to talk about time. There just isn't, isn't time. enough time. Yes. Are you drunk? Yeah, no, I'm not. 
Not but you. I know. C- Counselor Troy was, though. You broke your little ship. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I've watched all of those Star Trek movies. The Borg. Sounds way, Swedish. Way too many times. Oh, my gosh. So I can't believe you just said something about every Star Trek movie. Everyone. Yes. Yes. And, and this is why. That's you. You did. And see, you yeah. know more than you think. I know way more than, than you a, think. a normal person should know about oh, Star Trek. Oh, no. Yes. No. I remember one time we had a Star Trek quiz, and I think I might have won it, which was really sad. Mm. Yeah. So, so past Star Trek, do you want to play a little... We're going to Star Trek on the big screen. In April. Bef- before the May movie. In April. April 25th and the, at our theater and the in new, Olympia. And the new movie is in May? May. So, um... We're going to see Best of Both Worlds on the big screen and a documentary on the making of Best of Both Worlds. That's where Picard becomes a board. So there's not... He two. is a Borg. There isn't two. Commander Shelby, is it walk with me. Episode one and two then? Because it was a season finale, wasn't it? And then the beginning. It was a two-parter, wasn't it? It was. See, the I told end of you. season three. I know. The beginning of season four. He became the cutest a Borg. What? The what? The cutest. Low cutest. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. Yes, not really. So, um... Do you want to play a little thingy majigger? A little thingy majigger. Before, um, Before what? We talk about our subject for the we night. We never even told anybody what we were talking about today. Oh, okay. Well, last week, and I don't think anyone remembered to put a comment in for us because we said if anyone wants to comment, you can. Probably because most people have never watched the movie. Maybe not. Maybe but, not. But there was a book out years ago there by was. a guy named. <laughs> Was it? I had this here just Donald a second. Donald Miller. Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. And it was semi-autobiographical, um, talking about how he went away to college to a very um, forward-thinking or liberal, um, liberal arts college here in the northwest of the United States, in Portland, Oregon, just south of us. And how he grew up to be, um, he grew up in a conservative Baptist household, mm-hmm. but kind of a different childhood because his mother and father divorced I, I, we're not and stuff. Getting, what are you doing? So anyway. Just introduce it. We're I, I did. It I guess we're not talking about it yet. I so. thought you said you wanted me to play a little thingy. Oh, okay. Play a little thingy. All right. We'll play a little thingy, and we'll be right back to actually talk about the movie Blue Like Jazz right after this. There's a lot you don't know about me. I come out of this subculture. All right, here it comes. Yeah. I want Jesus to be my amigo for my birthday. <laughs> I came here to escape it because I was ashamed of it. But it turns out that I'm ashamed of Jesus. Yeah. Is this going to get weird? 
Yeah, probably. Oh, I bet I know At Reed College, forget everything you think you may know, because you do not know anything. Your private religious wacko beliefs are none of my business, but if you plan on ever making friends, get in the closet, Baptist boy. There's a guy dressed in a Pope outfit pushing a burning shopping cart. Everyone here seems so sure of themselves. You know nothing. I just wanted to fit in. You're okay with heights, right? Was it you? It was just a joke. You don't even know what you did because you don't know the people that you hurt. Think back to when you were nice. Don. Do I look stupid? You just look like you don't belong. Don't you ever wonder why God doesn't just do something? I only believe that stuff because you're afraid to hang out with people who don't. Don't let them brainwash you, Donnie. You really want to hear all this? Friends may not think you're cool. They smile, they shake your hand, then you're drinking the Kool-Aid. It was a mistake. Why are you trying to hide who you are? I made a mistake. Improvise, write your own story. The universe doesn't owe us meaning, son. If you want meaning, I suggest you try a dictionary. My dad told me jazz is like life because it doesn't resolve. But what if we're not alone? What if all these stars are notes on a page of music swirling in the blue like jazz? That is the promo or the movie trailer of a movie called Blue Like Jazz. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd play the promo first there for you so you could hear kind of some clips from the movie. So this movie was really different. I had heard about it uh, because a while back when I was uh, doing pastoring, um, a bunch, it just, this book went through like, a bunch of different churches started reading this book or people in churches started reading this book called Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller. And it kind of went like wildfire all around. I never did have a time to read it then. Uh, but I was surprised that the people were, were talking about it, saying that it was um, was really good and all this different stuff. But nobody ever actually talked about why it was really good. They just said it was really good. And then um, a, a an artist that we know, a, a musician that we know, um, became a director and a producer and stuff. Well, like we that. don't know him really personally. Well, I mean, no, but, <laughs> but we listen, we used to listen to him all the time, been to his concerts and stuff. Yeah. And he um, actually decided to produce the movie and direct and do all this jazz. And then our son, who worked uh, or went to school down at George Fox University in in um, outside of Portland, outside of Portland. This is filmed in Portland, by the way. Had some friends that worked on the movie. And, and he, he actually did some work yeah. for the producer. He, he got, Not on this movie. But. He got to meet the director, too, or the producer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we heard that they had done a movie, and then I was just... Uh, we recently uh, got that thing called The Hopper for, our, for Dish Network. Mm-hmm. And I saw when I was going through setting it up that um, they had this movie on called Blue Like Jazz. And I thought, well, I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would uh, record and it. And we were intrigued because we knew that my son had friends that had worked on it, and he met some of the people involved in it. Um, so we thought, let's watch it, you know. 
And, and so it we was did. a lot different than we were expecting. Well, first of all, it's rated PG-13. And you have to remember, from the, the culture in which we come out of, we're not in that culture anymore. But when we were in it, mm-hmm. we were in a, in a, a fairly conservative church culture where, um, you know, if you, if, you know, move, I don't know how to describe it. Like Christian movies were pretty cheesy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most, the movie that you would see would be like, um, like uh, Billy Graham's movie or something or, or those, left behind, you know, you know with some Kirk of the, Cameron some or of somebody. the Billy Graham's movies were, were pretty decent, but they were no, cheesy. No, they knew they weren't decent. Well, okay. They were, on. they were all, I don't, I, Nothing was an amazing cinematic revelation or fantastic. No, 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 no. That wasn't their goal. Okay, well, it should have been. But the fact is that most Christian movies that are out there are pretty cheesy, and most people don't watch them. Only a select crowd. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So this was, you know, I went into watching it with a little fear and trepidation, only because I've seen so many bad movies now according to the new york times though now this is interesting because this this, i was looking at this article though because according to them steve taylor who produced this movie says it's not a christian movie yeah right even though you could argue there are a lot there's christian overtones in it but it was definitely not your typical um, it wasn't your typical evangelical film. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't an evangelical film. However, I would say it is definitely a spiritual film. It's just not religious. Well, one thing that I was reading an article, again, from New York Times, it had someone in the comments say, say Blue Like Jazz doesn't answer all the questions, but... It admits that we all have them. Yeah, that was interesting about it. And and I think that that is one of the good things. I think when the main character goes away to college, he was trained his whole life to believe he had all the answers, that you had to part your hair on the side and dress in button-up shirts and ties and have a good puppet ministry at church <laughs> and you know he he had this he was a good baptist boy he was from texas he had the church thing down he was the assistant youth minister and he was just a very good boy but then something tragic happens for him mm-hmm and then he goes off to college. And and he and had what two... is, you, I mean, we're going to do spoilers here. So if you if you haven't watched the movie yet, pause it right well, this, here, watch the movie yeah. and then come back. The, this is at the beginning of the film where he he had two options. We're about options. 39 minutes into the podcast, well, so she started at 39 <laughs> His mother wanted him to go to a conservative Christian college. College. Right. His father who was as self-proclaimed drug addict um, and jazz lover. Not that those have to go together, but <laughs> his his dad definitely thought out of the box right. and was not the traditional Texas Southern Baptist. He kind of had his 
own ideas. He wanted his son to go to this um, liberal arts college up in um, Portland, Oregon. And his mother did something that disappointed him. And His mother did what? Um, according to this movie, she had an affair with the youth pastor. Okay. And, and now this kid is the assistant youth pastor. And so he's disillusioned with his church and disappointed in his mother mm-hmm. and felt like it was all hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Thank you. My mouth isn't working. It's all right. So he decides to turn his back on his upbringing and. As far as faith is concerned. And go to the. Liberal arts college. But when he's first there, he still is used to doing things somewhat the way he was raised. So he's still parting his hair on the side. He still is very uptight. But, and, but here, okay, so we don't want to ruin the movie for everybody. We're not going to mm-hmm. tell the whole plot of it. But we, we, uh, what I wanted to do was talk today about why, first of all, I think everybody should see the movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's not at all what you think. Mm-hmm. It's not cheesy. It's actually got a really interesting message that makes you think. At first you think it's going to be yeah, cheesy. At first you think it's going to be cheesy, but you got to stay with it. But but here's what happens is mm-hmm. he, um, and without going into great detail... He becomes friends with a lesbian. Mm-hmm. He parties and drinks and does drugs and and basically gets into this whole different realm of things mm-hmm. and still tries to deal with the anger that he's having with uh, towards his mother, towards his mom, and towards the church. Mm-hmm. And he becomes friends with some pretty um, anti-faith people, and and it really is interesting. But he also becomes friends with a with a girl. Who is doing things that are? Well, it's a it's a girl who wasn't raised to have faith, raised right. to have a Christian faith, right? And yet, the year before or a couple years before, in one of her literature classes, she read the Bible for the first time, right? And she went on a search for God and started attending a church nearby the college, and mm-hmm. and and the interesting part about this whole mm-hmm. movie is that they don't. It's not like modern contemporary churches that they're going to and stuff. I mean, the, at the beginning it is. Mm-hmm. But then as they get into the thing, it's really interesting because it doesn't really emphasize the type of churches that mm-hmm. they're talking about. It, it's more about people that have a relationship with God. And that's, that's what's really interesting about this movie. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not your standard thing of cookie cutter thing where... You know, you must be saved. You know, you're going to hell if you don't accept Christ. You know, it's nothing at all like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything, it really makes you think about why do people go to church? Why do people have faith even? And is is church equated with faith? I mean, is do you have to go to church to have faith? And, I mean, tons of interesting things. Stuff that we talk about all the time mm-hmm. on this podcast, the movie brings up in a, in a really different way. In a way that you, if you watch it, it will provoke you to think about life and it'll make you ask questions and think about things that you wouldn't normally think about. That's why I highly recommend it mm-hmm. because I think it uh, it deals it, with stuff that it, it, it knocks over some sacred cows and deals with stuff that you wouldn't it doesn't normally answer, hear. It doesn't answer all the questions, No, but it just encourages you 
to look for the answers yourself. Right. And, and to, that's what I like about and, it. And I, I thought that was really good. And, you know, I, I don't want to go on too much of a rabbit trail, but I had a talk with a friend this last week um, about, you know, for people in high church, this is what they call the Lent season. It's a time when people are preparing for Easter, preparing for remembering. Some people are. Remembering Jesus dying, you know, being whipped and put up for trial and and dying on the cross and then raising again. Um, and it's a contemplative time. Now, do you have to have an involvement in church to remember what Jesus has done? No. No. But it can help. It can help just kind of... We were talking about, like, the Christian calendar, and I grew up in a church that wasn't as formal as that. But there can be an advantage to having some formality in your... Just just the fact that it points you to remember. And, and whether you could go through the motions and have it be totally meaningless to you, or you can say, you know, Jesus, when he was with his disciples and they were talking about communion, some people, some churches call it the Eucharist, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And I think that there's an important part of faith, whether it's talking about a crazy college kid who is kind of out of his mind and hurt and is dealing with unforgiveness and rejection and betrayal and all these different emotions. When he did finally come back to church and he knelt to pray, he could have knelt to pray in his room. But sometimes going to a place we consider spiritual or or being with friends we consider are spiritual can just make us be quiet and make us be contemplative and help us point us into the direction of remembering what God has done for us. They're not the whole thing, but having kind of some kind of church or some kind of devotional life can help direct us to remembering. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm not quite following what you're trying to say, but that's okay. Well, in the movie, it, they they kind of made fun a little bit of the Pope in the movie. Okay. Um, that might be offensive to some people. He did some things because he was mad at church and yet there were the pope no the main character in the movie oh okay i'm like huh (laughs) that i mean in some ways they made fun of high church or formal orthodox church religion religion okay but there were times when another one of his friends who was exploring her faith and wanting to know more about the bible and to know god better it showed church in a positive light because... Well, okay, but that brings it right down to what life is really like. It's not about church, per se. 
It's about your heart and where you're at with God in your heart. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think I understand now what you're saying, that sometimes the church can be a vehicle which helps you in that area. And sometimes it can just be something you go through the motions and it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Wow. I said that, that in what, 30 seconds and you went on for what, five minutes? Well, you can go through the motions <laughs> and have it be totally meaningless to you. Or you can actually listen. Well, lots of people to... will go on Easter and Christmas and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it's just going, it's, they're just doing it to appease the wife or the husband or the family or or just to get brownie points, you know, just to, I, I, I did guess, my duty. I guess one of the things I would challenge people is if you go to a church with a formal liturgy or if you just listen and read what it's saying. Well, we had that experience. It, it's it's the scripture. Okay, for it's, years, we went yeah. to an evangelical church for years. Mm-hmm. And so Easter time either I was doing a play or a musical or we had a special service or whatever. One year after we resigned from the church that we were going to and pastoring, we went to a, a high church formal mm-hmm. uh, service. And it was so different than what we're used to. However, we looked for um, our faith and what something to encourage us within that particular way of doing it. It was it was totally foreign to us, but we did see faith well, within yeah. that service. Well, there was t- a ton of scripture and even it was more formal than we were used to where they read um, different responses, s- responsive and, and... readings and stuff. But if you actually read them, most of it was just totally scripturally based you know, maybe saying psalms, different parts of psalms, and mm-hmm. and they were praised to God. It was a little bit more formal than we were used to, and yet it was very scriptural yeah. and very honoring to God. And so, I think but it was built different. Us up too. And, and this is my point, or you brought this whole thing up, but my <laughs> point within it is is uh, that if you look, you're gonna, you know, like we said, we've said several times on the podcast over the years. If you'll look for God, you'll find him in, in the craziest places. Mm-hmm. But it really isn't about the place you're at. It's the place you're at. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not the physical place you're at. It's the heart place you're at. Because you can find God anywhere if you really are open to, to him. And so this is why the movie was so thought-provoking. Because it deals with stuff that most of the time the church doesn't talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was cussing in it. There was drugs. There was drinking. There was sex. There was it was it was all in the movie there, and and then we were it was surprising to see that in a you know in a movie that that was being well. I know the book isn't the exact same as the movie, but I know the book dealt with these things, and so it was interesting to some the people that really recommended the book back when it was big back Mm -hmm. then were people that I wouldn't have expected at all to be okay with the movie you know one of my favorite does that make sense yeah i mean they were really quite religious people that really promoted the book not everybody i'm just Uh, along that line Uh is one of my favorite parts of the movie and this is a spoiler but was towards the end when the main character was don't no don't mess it up i just was wanting to say when he had the revelation that he grew up 
a good Baptist boy, but he hadn't really ever lived the way Jesus said to live. He, Jesus said to love everyone, and he goes, and I've hated people, mm-hmm. several people, and you know a lot of people. He's hated people, and Jesus said to love people. Yeah. Jesus said to help the poor, and he goes, I haven't done any of that. Yeah. And I think that if if all you got from the movie was the fact that this young man finally discovered that his religion was useless if it didn't involve obeying Jesus and living with that heart that Jesus had of love and compassion to his fellow man and even to his family. His mother really messed up. And yet Jesus says that we must forgive others because God can't forgive us if we're holding unforgiveness towards others. And that, you know, that really closes doors. And when he finally was able to reach out and forgive his mother, it opened up doors for him to to really experience love again and kind of broke down some of those walls of hatred and bitterness in his life to know that none of us are perfect all of us have failures and if we didn't jesus wouldn't have had to come if we were perfect there wouldn't have been any need for jesus to come to this earth so we highly recommend the movie (laughs) okay it's it's really good it's definitely not for the faint at heart and it's totally unorthodox but I think it's very, um, very pertinent, and it's definitely got a, a triple stamp of approval from from us here at Taken with you, only because the subjects and the matter that it that it talks about are things that I've always I've always wanted to talk about and to bring up, but you know it's hard to do that in a church setting. So mm-hmm. we've done it here on the podcast, you know, which is a good thing. So. I just I just think it's a really a, an interesting, fascinating movie that makes you think. Mm-hmm. So, my recommendation: get the mo- watch the movie "Blue Like Jazz" by Donald Miller, produced and directed by Stephen Taylor, not Tyler, not the guy from from Aerosmith. Okay. <laughs> Stephen Taylor. Even though they're, they're both wacky in their own kind of way. Yes, they are. <laughs> So get them get the movie somehow. We watched it. We we found it for free on on TV, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if you can get it on Netflix or not. I haven't looked. Maybe I should look. You talk for a minute. Um, well, I think we're kind of going over this week, but um, partly for my rambling. Maybe Rick will edit out some of my rambling tonight. What do you mean going over? We're not going over. Okay, I we're thought fine. we were going over. No. So um, yeah, I really yeah. Rick said we recommend it. That's all. It isn't for young children because it does deal with, you know, kind of the um, raunchy side of college life. Blues Clue. Blue. <laughs> uh, it's not on Netflix that I can see. <coughs> Sorry, I don't usually cough. No, you never cough. Not on the podcast. Do I don't you? see it on Netflix, so you'll have to look for it in your local TV listings. And I would imagine the DVD is out, huh? Might be. Could check Amazon. All right. 
Keep talking. So he's going to type on oh, Amazon. You're not supposed to describe what I'm doing. <laughs> Blue like jazz. So we've got the. There's the book. They have lots of the books. Do they have DVDs? Hmm. I'm not seeing it. Oh, there it is. You can find the Blu-ray. You can buy it on instant video, so you can download it on um, on Amazon. You can buy it um, for fifteen bucks. You can get the instant for video used for, for five dollars. Yeah, for twenty four ninety nine, you can buy the Blu-ray, and then for used, you can buy. There's ten of them for like five bucks. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Blue like jazz, and if you can't find, it, if you live in a different country and can't find it, let us know. And we'll see if we can't get a copy of it to you if you really want to watch it. Did I just say that? Okay. <laughs> so Did we'll, I just say we'll that? probably pay more for shipping than uh -huh. than for the movie. Most likely. That probably the best way buy to buy it um, instant. Of course, there's different problems with buying things electronically. It doesn't really make sense to me that. Sometimes you can buy things electronically in one country. It's all about copyright and you can't laws and stuff. Another. Yeah. It's all about the copyright laws. And it's just like wave files, isn't it? <laughs> I don't really know that. Yeah. See, I'm not a techie. It's give me okay. give me my garden. It's not really about the tech anyway. It's about intelligent copywriting kind of things. Well, and you know, people need to get paid for their work, so I understand that. Yeah. Since you do that kind of work. Uh-huh. Yes. So, would so you like you to pray for people? I know I could use sure, prayer. <laughs> sure. Next week, just so everybody knows, I will be, um, if all goes as planned, um, I will uh, record <laughs> the message that I'm doing tomorrow and get it out next week on our podcast. should be a very interesting. I'm talking about um, the passage of Scripture where the, the uh, young guy comes to Jesus and asks how he can get eternal life. And Jesus talks to him and says, well, um, follow these particular rules. And the, the guy says, well, I've done all those things. And then he goes, okay, well, there's one thing you haven't done. Go and sell all you own and give it to the poor and then come follow me. And it says that the this young man um, bows his head in a bad, in a, and he knows that he has a lot of wealth and he just walks away. And we're gonna. T I'm gonna talk about that uh, tomorrow morning. So I will bring that. It's called. It's called take less, give more. Hmm. So it should be a very interesting message, and I hope everybody enjoys it. So let's pray. Okay. Father, thank you for cool people that make awesome movies and books that are relatable and real and honest. Thank you for media and the fact that. Uh, it can stir our hearts and it can really open us up for discussions and things that we should be having in our lives. Thank you uh, that you care about us enough to use a creative medium to reach us like that. And that's awesome. I pray, God, for every single person listening to this podcast today that uh, if any anyone is searching or asking or wondering about you, that somehow, some way, they would run into something, whether it be this podcast or a uh, a book that they read or a article they see or a, or a television program or a movie or whatever. I pray that they would see you in what is around them. And, and I thank you again that you love us and care about us and have so many great things for us if we would acknowledge you and, and uh, 
pay attention to what you want for our lives. So bless every single person listening to us, we pray. And thank you again for all that you're doing for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There you go. How was that? Very good, dear. Very good. That was good to talk to God. Okay. Yeah. So um, anything else you want to say before we go? Um, not that I can think of. Well, you know what to do. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. And if you want to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. you can yes, we would. Get a hold of us at rick at takingwithyou.com mm-hmm. or amy at takingwithyou.com. Thank you to all of you that have been writing lately, which has been like three people. Thank you. We really appreciate the feedback of at least three people. Thank you. Amen. So um, you oh, can you, also get a hold of us on Facebook. Yeah. At f- Facebook.com forward slash Rick.Moyer or the same thing, but forward slash Amy.Moyer. That's right. And if you feel led to help us just the other day, it was just like a godsend. Well, it was a godsend. Uh, we had we had a kind of a tough week. And just about that time, a couple of people decided to help the podcast out by giving some money and it helped out on a couple of bills we had a bigger bill from our power company than we thought and it was helpful on that so thank Mm -hmm. you thank you thank you thank you thank you it's amazing how just about the time that we're like going oh my gosh then somebody will step up and help and that's very appreciated because it takes a lot to keep everything going Mm -hmm. it does and so you can if you want to give you can Uh, you just go to takeinwithyou.com and click on the donation button, which is in the upper right-hand corner, and it goes to PayPal, and you can pay that way mm-hmm. if you want. If you want. All right, that's good. Now, or did you, get you can out? go to our takeinwithyou.com, and there's other ways to donate also. There is. Oh um, yeah, you can if you want to send a check. There has or our our address and mm-hmm. stuff on there. Yeah. Yes, and it's a real address. It's not some weird PO box that you know we're like real people that live in a real house. That can be stocked easily now. Thank yeah. You. Thanks we, for bringing that up. We can be. But that way they know we're not like some weird cyber scam place that just has hey, a P.O. box. our own catfish movie. <laughs> I'm so? really a girl and Amy's really a boy. I don't think so. <laughs> and, and we don't live in Aberdeen. Since when? We live in Texas. Yeah. That's right. right. Where's your southern drawl? I can put one on if you want me to. Okay. <laughs> I get in trouble though because I don't do a I don't do a Texan accent too well. Yeah. I, I sound stupid. Mm, okay, aren't we supposed to be done it. with this podcast? Yes. Have a good one, everybody. Spare me, please. Talk to you next week, God willing. <laughs> Goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>